This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Nine-letter word cross. Oh, superstar. Hey, on today's show, we're talking about accomplishment and STEM and education and everything EdTech. All that and much more up next on the EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Matlock. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, turning on, downloading, grabbing the digits. Man, that was an accomplishment in itself right there, getting all that out. It was. Let's see if I can spell. Hey, check us out on the web, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-I-S.com. That's C-O-M at the end, if you were wondering. Hey, just go out to Google, look us up. You'll find us staring back at you. I feel like this is going to be like the Wordle episode. We're spelling everything. This is like Wheel of Fortune. Van, I like to buy a vowel. <laughs> you know, every time I think of vowels, I go back to like, you know, kindergarten, first grade, and they go, E-E-I-O-U, and sometimes, okay, that's it. <laughs> Listen, I can't do my right and left without putting my heart, my hand over my heart, which, you know, I, this is so off topic of where we were going, but I'm just going to say this. Those of us of a certain age, right, when we were growing up, we put our right hand over the left side of our body for our heart. Mm-hmm. You know, now they people tell you to put it in the middle. Right. When did our hearts move? When when did they move? Did they did they just well, migrate to the actually, middle? Actually, they were what? built that way. There's no they, they are actually there in the middle. It was a why 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 then were we all you know putting our hands on our left breasts? Government conspir- conspiracy. That's had. I, mean, I guess I, so. <laughs> that was just part of the. It's just easy. What are you lazy? It's like you're, you're, you're pissed off because you had to move your hand five or inches to the left. Yes, kids today should have to put their hands five or inches to the left. That's why. That's why they're not as strong as we that's were right. back in the seventies. That's the matter with these kids today. You're not putting your hand over your left side of your heart. You're not riding bicycles in the street. You're not drinking from a water hose. That's, that's what's doing. That's it. exactly right. Gosh darn it! You don't even have a stretch arm strong for crying out loud. Have you ever had to duck and cover? Have you ever had to duck and cover? You ever had to get in a hallway and crouch down and you know into a ball for a tornado drill? Oh, hide under your desk for the nuclear bomb? That was my favorite. What the heck was that about? I don't know. But anyway, I think, I think that dates us. 
You know, yeah, well, something should. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's what's wrong with these kids. All they have to do is put a mask on. You know how hard that is. <laughs> yeah. You have to raise your hand over your head to get your mask on. <laughs> oh, you know, it, <laughs> I was driving in this morning and I thought, you know, accomplishment. We've been talking about things and we talk about about what we're teaching in school and you know and we look back on what we did like accomplishment learning to ride a bike you know it's it's really interesting if you're on social media you see a lot of people whose kids don't know how to ride a bike i mean i'm watching videos of people in their 20s that go i finally learned to ride a bike Hmm. what the heck man my neighborhood you got you know ridiculed and shamed if you didn't know how to ride a bike what you doing walking (laughs) you're four why aren't you riding a bike (laughs) you got problems with you 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 don't come out with a huffy (laughs) but you know when you think about that accomplishment thing you know accomplishment is a huge thing it's it's there's group accomplishment which ties to personal accomplishment and that's a big word for us to use today i'm I'm struggling with it (laughs) accomplishment (laughs) but you know personal accomplishment whether you know external or internal is is a really big deal and i know it drives our students and you know as we move into stem and we move into coding and we move into ed tech and all this stuff a lot of that is going to be this you know, internal satisfaction of, of accomplishment. And, and I'm thinking about Explore Media and the National STEM Challenge, you know. Sure. Because, you know, they, were in, they invited all these students from every state, Puerto Rico, D.C., you know, all over to submit their big plan, mm-hmm. you know. And it wasn't a group of students. It was a student from each one. I, that's, that's really cool because that's pushing the idea of, you know, individual accomplishment oh yeah you know and i would guess that most of those things were also their ideas and their their you know plans that would engage other people though you know so it's like i could accomplish this by creating this and it would involve these other people so yeah am i am i getting am i getting way out there on that accomplishment accomplishment no i i mean i definitely you know i i think that's certainly one type of accomplishment and and one um, kind of one avenue uh, of looking at accomplishment. Uh, I, I think, I, I don't know, I, I look back to my, my early tech years when, uh, we, when we were all installing uh, stuff like, you know, Renaissance uh, star reading. And which I still have, but, you know, back in the day, back in my day, you know, it was a, you know, the way we got installed, et cetera, but that's, uh, that's a sidebar. I'm, I'm bird walking. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little yellow guy tweets in my ear. Uh, so he, uh, but uh, but in terms of accomplishment, um, you know, one of the things that, that a lot of schools still use are you know AR points, right? So you're getting oh, yeah. you're yeah. getting rewarded for you know reading so many books, reading on a certain level, and then in turn, yes, they can in, in a lot of places they can in turn take those points and and quote unquote buy stuff, you know, exchange those points for, you know, trinkets and goodies and whatever else they do. But there's also that sense of accomplishment that that student feels when they get to a certain point level or when they are able to, you know, achieve X amount of points because they've been working hard to get that one particular prize that they've been looking for. And so, you know, I, I think when we're talking about accomplishment and we have just it, there's so many different types of accomplishment. And I know, you know, the psychology folks out there can be like, well, it's, you know, pretty much down to intrinsic, extrinsic. I, I get all that. That's, that's fine. And, and those, <laughs> those, those, those who may not know, intrinsic means that um, you internalize your rewards come from within yourself. Extrinsic are like the rewards from the outside. You get paid, you get, yeah. you know, 
trinkets, you get whatever. Thank the you outside. for shaming so, me there for saying external and internal. Just you know, but that's <laughs> well, okay. Well, you know, my, and my point is, and I, I'm not trying to belabor this, but my point is that um, you know, to me, it's it's like the you know you, the the artwork on the refrigerator. Yeah, you know, that's that's. When you think about an accomplishment, you know, for some kids, it's the, you know, their, their achievement, their accomplishment is that their parents or, or whoever, you know, they live with their, their caretakers recognize their work as something that should be displayed on the refrigerator and other kids, when it's displayed, it's more like, yeah, I did that, man. I, you know, I don't care if you liked it or not. I did it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Caretaker made me giggle because it's just <laughs> well, it's just I'm guardian. <laughs> sorry. Well, well. See, then I think well, Guardians you know of the, the Galaxy. I, I am listen. such an 11 year old right now, and I apologize. <laughs> you don't have to be. We're having fun. Are we talking, having fun <laughs> talking about accomplishments? Look at look at everything you're accomplishing right now. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting. Accomplishment. I'm a musician. That's you know. Sure. And for me, it's can I make it through a whole piece with not screwing up everything? <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> but you know. That's that's really interesting because it's been around forever, especially intrinsic. You know, it, it is. I, I think what we've lost in some places is it's like you say about AR points. We shouldn't have to reward you. We should be teaching you, training you, uh, creating an environment where you crave intrinsic, where you crave to just do it for you. You know, the norm is, you know, I want to do this because this means I achieved this. And what everyone else thinks, I mean, think about, you know, here in the South forever it was, I ain't scared, ain't scared. Mm -hmm. We saw those stickers everywhere. And and I I get where that comes from. You know, who cares what everybody else thinks? You know, be your own, sing your own song, dance your own dance, buy the shoes, whatever. You know, there's that thing. I I wish that we, we could figure out a way to make that even more important in the way we're training those kids, uh, training those kids, educating those students. Um, at an early age, like, you know, this is, you did it. And when we say that you did it, now you can go pick out a treat or you did it. Now you can get a toy, you know, and that started when we were kids. I don't know if this happened when I, when I remember going to the dentist as a child, you go to the dentist and get your teeth clean. And then you went in and you switched that ugly, terrible fluoride stuff. And then you got to go to the treasure box and get a little toy out of it or something. Or they gave you a sticker. Do you, did you, mm-hmm. did, yeah. You remember that? So, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the dentist and get me a, you know, a little tiny ping pong paddle that's going to last for two hours. And, but, you know, but, <laughs> you know, but, you know, everything's been this reward system. And some of the biggest thinkers and the biggest creators, that reward has only been intrinsic for them. You know, if you really take a look at it, it's like, you know, I mean, Elon Musk, his was just, well, no, okay, well, that doesn't count. Jeff Bezos, but no, that one doesn't count either. Um, <laughs> Anybody who's got a YouTube channel who's looking at their subscriber. Yeah, anybody right. who's doing a podcast and is looking at their – oh, wait. Never mind. Yeah. Like <laughs> – look, 26 listens. Look, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm starting with the man in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, you're a smooth criminal. Anyway, so, but, you know, I, I don't know. To me, that's uh, – but, you know – Looking back at STEM and coding, you know, some of the some of the students, my former students over these 30 years, I've got a lot of coders out there. And to them, it is an intrinsic win. You know, mm-hmm. I've been working on these, you know, 800 lines of code for you know two weeks debugging like crazy. And I finally, you know, I'm not only the creator, I am the debugger. <laughs> I'm the one that created mm-hmm. it, caused the problems and fixed it. Mm-hmm. 
And that's a big win for them. The same thing with playing, you know, these four sixteenth notes finally correctly in this fast piece of music. You know, I finally got that. Da, 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 great. You finally got it. It took me three weeks to get it, but I worked up to it. And and that gets us to um, something that I think everything has to come back down to, and that's practice. And, you know, we don't do homework anymore. Mm. And that's something we don't talk about. And teachers don't give homework anymore. Um, but, there is that practice, and, and I can tell you as a musician or as a sports, uh, as an athlete, um, in sports, music, in anything, if you don't practice it, then you're not going to get better at it. You're yeah. going gonna, gonna to peak and hit that ceiling, and you're never going to cross past that because you've, you've achieved everything you can do with just the natural ability that you have. And I think that is one of the, the – and I could be in the minority here, and I don't care, really. Um, but I think that's one of the biggest disservices that education ever did to student learning was to somehow allow the term homework to infiltrate and infect education. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, 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 and yes, you know, when I was a kid going up through school, it was, it was homework. But I had one teacher, and she – called it practice. Mm-hmm. We didn't have homework in her class. We had practice. You right. were going to practice this, and this is why you're practicing this. And so did she develop now, it as you, that, like as practice? Like well, your homework really was, I'm practicing doing this yes, mathematics and, and it was, writing yes, sentences. And, right? Yes, and it, and it was homework. I mean, you practiced at home, uh-huh. but she would not use the word homework, didn't, you know, refuse to call it mm-hmm. homework. And and she said, I, it's not homework. It's not It's not work. That you are doing at home. Uh, technically, yes, it is. But it is practice so that you get better at whatever it was we were learning at the time. Yeah. And and, and that was, like I said, I, I just had one teacher ever in my entire, you know, 54 years of life at this point. Uh, you know, I've only had one teacher who ever referred to as practice. And I, I truly believe that if educators and, and the uh, administrators would see – and change, get that mindset changed where this is not homework. This is practice so you can get better and feel more comfortable doing it. Right. I think one of the, part of the reason why a lot of people, quote, hate math is because the the practice is hard for, for a lot of folks. And uh, it, it really is. It, it, it is treated mm-hmm. as homework, yeah. you know, with emphasis on work more than yeah. anything. And, and I truly think that. But practice that, is hard. Practice is practice hard. Practice is hard. You're right. I mean, you know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? So, you know, <laughs> actually go down Fifth Avenue. You mean Carnegie Mellon? It's right down here. Carnegie the emergency Mellon. room's on the first floor. No, Listen, sorry. I used to live near Carnegie <laughs> um, I don't like melons. But <laughs> whether they're Carnegie, cantaloupes, I don't care. All the melons. <laughs> cocoa. I don't like cocoa. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's chocolate watermelon, uh, but uh, uh, we we digress often. Uh, but but uh, but my my point being that I think that if if we could somehow you know kind of change that conversation, then getting back to the topic of accomplishment, that those are some of the times that I felt the most accomplished yeah. when I was going through those those practice items uh-huh. and working through those and being able to do those without having to have all of the steps or all of the hints and helps that went with it and go, holy cow, I get it. I see now. Yeah. One of my favorite was I had a really hard time. This is so bizarre. But I had a really hard time uh, when I was taking French in high school with the United States saying the United States 
in French. Los Unidos Estados. No, I don't know. That's that's I don't even know if that's Spanish. I don't know. Ozitazi nu. Oh no. Ozitazi uni. Uh, something along that. Oui, something, oui. <laughs> something along those lines. Blaise, 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 it's been a long time since I've had it, so forgive me, anybody out there who is well, cringing all at I the butchering. All I can say to you is escargot. Escargot, that's right. So, but my, my, where I'm going with all that is the, the sense of accomplishment when back in you know, those days, yeah. when I did figure it out after practicing for so long, yeah. Uh, you know that was that was completely that was all on me. I mean, sure, I got to do it for the class, and you know the teacher yeah. was like, "Oh, great job! You finally got it after yeah. freaking how many weeks?" But you know, <laughs> but but ultimately, the sense the sense of accomplishment came from within me that I had done this thing. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the cool part about practice, especially we're talking about that learning that in French. You got to do it in front of the class, you know, on the wagon trail. You know, when you guys pulled over to water the horses, but. <laughs> I'm just thinking, but you know that's the thing about what? practice is. But the moment you did it, there was still someone else that was ahead of you, and there was someone else behind you. Oh, sure. And you know, you used practice, and you they, you probably said, "I practiced it, and I practiced it." And someone in the class went, "Oh, maybe I need to practice on that." You know, and I think that's you're exactly right. So there is that mindset change that we need to bring it back, and we need to talk about practice. We need to do this, and it's it's not easy. You know, I can tell you, I'm, I'm just using music because it's what right, I do. Yeah, sure. You know, if you've got a piece that's cooking along, you know, at quarter note equals 120 and it's full of 16th notes, you know, it's moving pretty good. You know, it's moving right along there. And if you can't play it, you know what you do? You cut it in half. You know, and right, you break it down. You do this stuff and it takes time. So if I cut it in half and I keep adding 10 beats, you know, I'm going to get to 120 in two weeks. You know, but that's okay. And, you know, you've got to realize that some of us can do it in a week and some of us can do it in a day and some of us it takes two months or right. two years, but that's okay. You know, the practice thing is wonderful. We talk about reading to children all the time. You've got to read to your kids. You've got to read to your kids. And it's interesting. I'm not, I'm not calling out people because I'm probably in the same thing. I read to my girls when they were little. Mm-hmm. Sure, we did. But we should have had them read to us. And mm-hmm. it would have been more productive and more... Um, of an accomplishment for them mm-hmm. for us to get through one or two pages in that 15 minutes before bedtime or 20 or whatever you were doing and not read a whole book yeah, and had gotten through that and they learned through practice mm-hmm. to get to it. And and maybe that's where it is. You know, our, the humdrum and the – well, not the humdrum, but the daily grind – gets to us and it's just easier for me to read a book. Let's read a book. Okay, everybody in the bed, let's read this book. And we're going to read this book and I'm done in you know eight minutes and mm-hmm. Danny's with the dinosaur and we're moving on. Right, <laughs> right, right. Go to sleep, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think that might be something and that's going to that's gonna have to start in the classroom. And people say, well, what? that starts at the family. Ah, not if we bring practice back mm-hmm. instead of homework mm-hmm. and they go, well, this is what teacher does. Mm-hmm. And there's the next thing. How many times do we get in a circle and the teacher reads it to the group in a circle? And, and admittedly, it's been a long time since I've been in an elementary classroom. Never. And, um, you know, but, you know, I can say that would be awfully hard. Well, yeah, you've got 20 kids, let's say. And that's a large class in today's standards. I understand mm-hmm. that. So it takes you a month for each kid to get one day. And that's not that's not cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, you know, that's just so. 
I'm, I'm on the first of the month and I get to wait an entire month before I get to read again in front of the classroom. Well, and, and, and I wonder, you know, when, when we were in school, uh, you know, we would have to, you know, the teacher would say, okay, you know, we're going to start, you know, we're, gonna, we're all going to read chapter three and you're going to read a sentence and the next person is going to read a sentence or a paragraph or however long it is. And you went around the room. And so then, you know, and I don't know if that still even takes place. I'd be interested to hear from anybody out there if, if that's something that. that's that, – Well, okay, granted, I wasn't particularly thrilled with it myself. What I mainly did was I didn't hear a thing anybody said because I was too busy counting up, you know, the paragraphs, you know, to, to, what you to, had to, to where read. I was supposed to read. And invariably I'd be wrong by one or two. You know, I'd be off one way or the other and be like – that's not what I practiced in my head. You Vegas card counter, you. <laughs> that's, that's right. I was a Vegas card. I was. I was a Vegas word counter. All right. See, I think it's going to be this one. This is going to be what it is. What voice am I going to use? That explains why I am not good at gambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. But you know, it's, so we talk about accomplishment and, and real quick, teacher accomplishment. I mean. And I'm going to put my, you know, my two cents in about net testing. You know, this is getting crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, you're moving along in your classroom. You feel like you're accomplishing stuff, and and you know, it's not going to be a keel across the board. You're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have your kids are going to really succeed, and those that are going to struggle. But when you get to the end of the year and they take these tests and they come back and go, your campus has a D or an F mm-hmm. or a C or anything but an A. And, you know, you take all that feeling of accomplishment that I've I've created as a classroom teacher, and you've thrown it right out the window. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the worst feeling in the world where, you know, and we all deal with it. You know, you mow the whole yard and, you know, your your dad or parent comes home and you go, hey, I mowed the whole yard. And they went, well, you missed those over there and that patch looks terrible and you didn't do this. You know, it's that forest for the trees thing. Yeah. You know, and. I hate to see our our educators. And when you think about it, you have to ask yourself, you know, what opportunities for accomplishment do our educators have? And if they're not, if they don't have multiple avenues for accomplishment, how can they conceptualize the idea of providing multiple avenues for accomplishment for their students in their classroom? Sure. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, if I, you know, if I've never seen a symphony orchestra, how would I even know what I'm trying to achieve on my one violin? Right. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm trying to achieve. Sure. Because I don't know what the overall, you know, and vice versa. Yeah. You know, if I'm conducting a, I don't know. I can't, I don't know what you accomplished. I don't, I'm just going to throw this stick at you. So I don't know. <laughs> yes. Oops, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got 12 more. So, but you know, I mean, I, it was on my brain and I, I thought it'd be a good talk to talk about it. And if anything, it's just a nice little bit of, you know, water to add to the glass for those listeners who might be thinking about the same thing. And right. and we'll be, you know, let's start this grassroots movement of let's get, you know, practice back at, from the classroom to the house. Exactly. House practice. House, house <laughs> practice. Home practice. <laughs> practice work. No, 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 no work. I mean, it is work. We don't want to call it work. Minute work. Minute <laughs> From a land down under. No? Boy, we are so 80s, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, we just lost those Gen Z kids. Dang it. Well, there you go. All three of those listeners, gone. <laughs> hey, listen, if you have some ideas, if you know some things we should talk about, or, you know, especially about this, about accomplishment and all that good stuff, let us know. And, hey, don't forget about the National STEM Challenge coming up. Mm-hmm. Visit Explore EXBLR. Dot com and take a look and you can also just look up the National STEM Challenge. Actually, that's the website, National STEM Challenge. So look those up. Take a look at those. It's going to be a fun time for everyone. 
And, uh, you know, don't forget to give us a little love out there on the, on the social media. Edutech guys, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-I-S. We are everywhere. We are. Be sure to check under your bed before you go to sleep. Oh, All right. Little, little squeak you got there. Squeak. <laughs> squeak, squeak. Was it squeaking? No, it was you. Was it me squeaking? Yeah, you didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. <laughs> just, so. just, just 50 going on 13. Yes, <laughs> a little squeak in his voice. Say. <laughs> hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.